0: Funding for If This Bar Can Talk is provided by no one. Absolutely no one.
1: Not a single soul is helping us on this.
0: Well, just us. We're coming out of pocket. (laughs) (laughs) It's a labor of love. It is. And tonight we talk with Jesse Hubbard of the Great Southern Whiskey Bar. Um, He had some... Uh, pretty strong opinions about, you know, reopening. And I happen to agree with him. Um, his bar is not going to be opening back up in the foreseeable future. And our our bars here in Columbus, Ohio, are allowed to open up on uh, Friday? The 21st? Well, some,
1: some restaurants on Friday. And so when this airs, they'll already be open. But the majority on the 21st of May.
0: Yeah, I am perfectly happy to continue to get my cocktails to go as well as my food until um, we know it's safe. Because, you know, it's not just about me getting sick, though it is, but its I would feel yeah. awful if I infected someone else. And, exactly. And I take all the precautions. I wear a mask and wash my hands and use hand sanitizer, which, by the way, um, we got some free hand sanitizer when we got carry out at Middle West Spirits service bar. Um, and it smells like the distillery. So I kind of love it, <laughs> yeah. especially at work. It's like, uh to yep. be in the distillery right now instead of doing my work would be amazing.
1: Yeah. So it, it was fun listening and talking with Jesse. He's doing a lot of stuff to keep himself busy. So give it a listen and enjoy. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk, a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm Blair Beavers, and here's your host, Leanne Sims.
0: Hey, cheers, Jesse Hubbard. Thanks for I know. doing our um, podcast today.
2: No, super excited. Yeah, I just got back from taking a little... Walk with uh, the missus and the, and the puppies. Nice. Enjoying a little bit of that surprise sunshine we had today. And okay. uh, thank
0: goodness. Love happy puppies. to be here
2: with you guys. Cheers, cheers. by the way. Yeah, cheers.
0: Um, so, what's going on? How are you holding up?
2: Um, pretty well. It's, you know, been crazy out there uh, these last couple months. But I've been staying busy with you know, side projects, things around the house. You know, I'm trying to find that right balance, that perfect balance of staying busy with projects around the house, doing some landscaping and things like that. And, um, staying, you know, busy in in my profession. Um,
0: we love your, um, your cocktail house party. Is that what it's called?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. That's just one of those, that's just one of those fun little things that I've been doing to, uh, to pass some time, you know, probably stop that whenever I get back to work because none of us will actually be off on a Wednesday night anymore.
0: Yeah, but well, I think it's a wonderful thing because you're giving your fellow bartenders a platform to do what they do, and that's what they need right now. So, cheers to you for for doing that. What what made you what inspired you to do that?
2: I appreciate that. For, uh, first off, um, I don't know. I uh, I'm just talking with some of my friends in the industry, and we're seeing. Things pop up on national scales you know or at least you know large chunks of the country for a lot of these cocktail happy hours you know um, some of the big big time distilleries are doing stuff, and you know they're getting thousands of submissions, and nobody that we know is actually getting a chance to go on, on on any of those and I thought, well hey look, just through conversation, I thought it'd be fun to just for us to hang out that live locally um, and just kind of chat and do some stuff and talk to the people that we know, you know what I mean? Make it more of a personal connection and just sort of evolved into that. I, I don't really know, um, the exact moment that I decided to do it, but just worked on a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, some graphics and some artwork for it. And just was talking to Lanessa Jones from the Buckhead bourbon house. And I said, let's, let's do the first one. Just me and you just kind of hang out and maybe make a cocktail and, Maybe we'll put your Venmo up, and if people want to like tip, that would be cool. But if nothing else, it's a way for not just them but myself as well to stay engaged uh, in our industry and in our community, and you know, just feel like um, we're still a part of something, even though we're all kind of stuck at home.
0: Well, you are a natural at hosting. You do <laughs> so well. Yeah. Um, not just with your your gig, uh, but when you did the, uh, backroom coffee watershed thing, you were just like when there was obviously technical issues going on, you just kept it cool and kept it moving and you really did an amazing job.
2: I mean, thank you so much. I I really, that means a lot coming from you guys. Um, and I really do appreciate that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just I like talking. I like talking to people. I like the hospitality industry and
0: yeah, that's right
2: to do everybody knows I'm a ham. I'm not afraid of a, a little bit of attention. So
0: we, <laughs> yeah, we actually um, we appreciate it your show for a lot of reasons. We love watching we love seeing our friends. We love right. being able to uh, tip them. Uh, but we actually, we didn't know that Nate did tiki glasses. So we got yeah. one of the coolest tiki glasses we've ever seen. We are so happy. Yeah. They're that's great.
2: awesome. Yeah. I, I I saw you guys bought a couple and that's so cool. You know, like I feel good about that, that I like, you know, was able to introduce something to somebody, you know, and it's even better that it's amongst all some of my friends, you know, and, and you guys and Nate and, you know, that's cool stuff like that has come out of it, you know, and uh, I have some friends that have been watching and learning about some of my, my friends in the industry who are super talented that he had never met. And he's really, you know, one guy in particular is getting a lot of uh, of information from this. So, you know, a little tiny, you know, audience of people that are watching and it's, uh, it's yep. cool. It's cool. And that's
1: what we are trying to do with our daily cocktails too. just put them out there. If people, you know, decide to follow along, that's great. But we've, had good feedback at least that people seem to enjoy having options and seeing the cocktails and hopefully they're tipping as well.
2: I think it's awesome. You guys are doing that. And it's just, it's a way to stay engaged and, and you know, you you guys have always been such huge supporters of the the community, you know, uh, the bar community, bar industry, and not just Columbus, but everywhere, but specifically talking about Columbus. So you guys are just, I've always been there for us. And that's just another thing that you guys are doing to, and you know, support.
0: <laughs> and we need you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. That's, that's something I've been kind of laughing about, you know, like talking to all my bartender friends. We're like, man, we got it. We cannot wait to get back to work, you know, or, you know, or we're just, we're, we're eager in so many ways, but you know, who's probably even more eager than people that are going to be serving the drinks too. That's, okay. <laughs> so, that's, um, that's, that's who's really missing out in this.
0: So we um, got our, can you see that? Got our copy. We see that you have uh, two entries in there.
2: Yeah, I haven't had. A, I haven't. I haven't I, I'm Brandtini's book. I feel bad. I haven't bought the book yet. I've been meaning to. I just haven't yet.
0: It's actually but, uh, great. Um, we we are going to be doing a cocktail book too, but we're waiting for this to sell out. Doug wants to sell a thousand copies, and I hope he. I hope he does because it really is a great book. Here's yours. It's got your picture and the picture. Oh of the- yeah
2: look at that ugly mug on there. That's, that's me. All right. <laughs> that, that turned out really well. I, um, uh, some some of, uh, Sarah who's in there and somebody else, I forget who were showing me some of the, uh, the pictures. So uh, I think it turned out great. I think it's super cool. Yeah. yeah. This
0: is interesting. The apple of my eye.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting, um, presentation for sure. That's, So it's a, it was a little difficult sometimes to try to get the, I can only speak for myself, but like the vision that I had for um, presentation to, to Doug who had to recreate everything and he didn't have the same tools. So, um, but I mean, you know, I I think they turned out really cool. It's, it gave me a, a different perspective on how maybe I could serve that drink might be a little difficult, but the presentation looks fantastic on that. I thought I was, I was really happy with the way he, presented my drinks and
0: that it looks, it's an amazing book. I love it. And everything is, is like, like it claims to be, it's, it's you're able to make it at home. It's simple. And I love how on your apple of my eye, it says one and a half ounces of apple brandy and then not applejack Jack in parentheses. All
2: right. <laughs> no, I, I will say I did not do that. Doug did that. And, uh, <laughs> I was, if I'm being honest, I, um, I, I'm really appreciative of what Applejack did for the industry and in giving everybody a hundred dollars. Yeah. And I don't feel, I'm just going to be honest. I don't feel it was necessary to put that in the book. Uh, Cause they've, they've done a lot for us, but um, you know, he, he wanted to put that in there. So that's ah. okay. Yeah. That's okay.
0: So um, have you gotten any, um, any feedback from your employer as to when you guys will reopen?
2: Um, no, to tell you the truth, I was actually on the phone with my boss, Jason Potts, uh, earlier today and the tentative date for the hotel opening is June the first, but he doesn't think that that's going to happen. And even if the hotel opens then that doesn't necessarily mean that the outlets such an F and B, such as F and B and, you know, more specifically the whiskey bar will open then. Um, so let's be honest the whiskey, with you.
1: for listeners who don't know, you work at the Great Southern Whiskey Bar at the Great Southern Weston Hotel.
2: Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, the Weston Hotel the entire- downtown Columbus, in the corner of uh, South High and Main.
0: And the entire hotel is closed.
2: The entire hotel is closed. Yeah, when we first shut down, um, it was just the bar that shut down, and then it was all of the food and beverage outlets, which means the bar with a separate breakfast area. Um, room service and the banquet area, all of those shut down with the hotel was still open for another few weeks, month. Then the hotel shut down. Um, but I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I would not want to go back to work uh, this month. I see a lot of bars opening and opening up and that's their right to do so. But I, for one, I'm not going to be going to, to any of these bars as a patron right now because there's no new information that's changed my mind on how dangerous this virus is. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's way too early to be opening up things. There's no, there's not been any medical breakthroughs. There's no vaccine, there's no treatments and there's no real testing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can't really for the life of me understand why everything's opening up so soon. And I know maybe not everybody will agree with that, but I'll die on that hill if I have to, because I, I think it's unbelievably dangerous, uh, for everything to be opening up right now.
0: Blair and I were just talking about this because we, uh, we've been getting carryout every night at different restaurants to support. And tonight we got carry out from G. Michael. And they were saying that they are going to be opening on May 21st. And I was telling Blair, I'm not ready to go back. Like, I'm self-employed. And if I end up on a ventilator, nobody is around to do my work. And not, and not just because of that, but I, I'm with you. I think it's too soon Um, I would just rather wait it out and get carry out. We can get carry out cocktails. We can get everything we need.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dangerous. And I think, you know, from on a broader scale from, you know, our leadership and not just the state and, and the country and, you know, medical, whatever you want to say, you know, I think that we need to listen to the experts who seem to be advising against this. I saw something online that really cracked me up and it said, you know, it's just like America to decide that we're all bored with COVID-19. Therefore it's over. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, yeah, everybody's antsy. We're all ready to get back to it. I miss being behind the bar so bad, but you know, from, from, from where I work, the bar seats, the entire bar seats, I think 54 people. And if they put a cap on how many you can serve, you know, I've seen different numbers floating around 25%, 30%, whatever. Not only is it dangerous, it doesn't make any sense financially for for the company, right? Or for the, the employees to go back to work to make twenty five percent of what they would make, at the most. Yeah. And so I think I think you know our corporate is being cautious about it, and it seems that they are really erring on the side of caution here. But I see some bars that are delaying the opening until later in the summer, which I applaud. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I know not everybody can do that, but I, I, I think it's too soon. Yeah. It's
0: too soon.
1: We just yeah. saw the the article in Cleveland of the three cocktail bars up there that yeah. are, have decided to wait until at least August.
2: Yeah, it was like Spotted Owl, the Tiki L- Poco lounge and somebody Porco. else.
1: Porco, Spotted Owl and uh, the Velvet Tango.
2: Yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, you yeah, know, I think that's fantastic. You got to do what's
1: yeah. right for you. That's the most important thing. What makes you feel comfortable at right. this point? Because you know, and it's just it's, it's is,
2: especially if you're a privately owned place, you can make that decision, you know, directly with your employees. Um, yeah. So I, I think I applaud them. I think that's very sensible. And frankly, there's nothing. There's no way of knowing that this isn't going to happen again in the fall. If anything, I, it's very likely that it can happen again in the fall. Yeah. So. You know, we just we have to be careful. This is there's no amount of money um that's worth risking human lives. And you know, I I see a lot of people saying, you know, and I can't believe how cold hearted this is, but I've seen people posting this kind of stuff on social media talking about, you know, we they don't care about um, you know, feeding a family and they don't care about people that are struggling, you know, it's all about save grandma. And so to that, I would I would ask, are you willing to sacrifice your grandmother? Right. because of this, you know, because you want to get back out there and shop and go to the bars and the restaurants, because I, I am not willing to sacrifice, you know, the elderly ones in my family that I love. And I think, you know, there's, there's such a sense of this not being, you know, as dangerous as it is because people maybe haven't seen somebody firsthand that's been affected by it. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame because you, this whole crisis has really brought out the best in a lot of people. And it's really brought out the worst in others. And it's,
0: for sure, it's it's yeah. it's
2: hard. It's frustrating to see for sure.
0: A friend of ours was saying he uh, can't believe the number of close friends that he's had to cut ties with, or felt like he needed to cut ties with, because they are just so uh, opposed to the shutdown. And yeah, how can you continue to be friends with somebody who doesn't obviously doesn't give a shit about anybody but themselves? I mean, that's just just sad. So can I ask you, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but is your employer taking care of your staff?
2: Uh, I mean, in, in what way? Like financially? Yes. No, no, I'll, I'll answer it. No. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, it, it's a corporate owned company and I don't know what their policies are, but uh, no, we, I mean, you know, I've, I've been in you know, direct contact with my boss and my staff and we're all on the same boat. So, you know, I,
1: so you're know, I furloughed with the expectation that you'll go back to work when there is work.
2: Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, so, I mean, but I didn't expect, you know, I didn't expect anything uh, in them to do anything, uh, you know, in my experiences. I don't know how they would be able to do that. You know, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a slight on,
0: um, on anybody.
2: I well, just, I don't, I don't know how they could do that when you, when you think about, the sheer amount of employees that not only work at our property, but company-wide, you know, the, the, the hotel group that owns and manages like so many. So I don't know, but I mean, that's okay. You know, I, everybody, well, no. you know, has been, uh, you know, trying to stay positive and through this, and you know, we're, we're fortunate, me and my wife, Christina, we're, you know, we're, we're doing fine. We're okay. Uh, but and she's staying busy, right? What's that? She's staying busy, still working at home. Yeah, her, her her work has not been affected at all by this, really. And it's fine. And I, I filed for unemployment and got it almost immediately. Um, Good. I was like, as soon as I heard, boom. You know, and then, I, I mean, I waited a couple of weeks, but I, I I was one of the first out of the people that I know to get it. Not the first, but one of the first. So, you know, I mean, I'm okay. You know, we're we're doing fine. And there's a lot of people that, that, you know, are really, really struggling right now. And it's yeah. just, you know, and some, some of them are, don't have any help us. I know some people that still haven't gotten unemployment and it's just, that's hard to see. So,
0: right. Um, it's a shame. You
2: know.
0: It's a real shame. Well, I know that some of the hotel groups got the, um, the PPP support from the government. I'm not sure if your group was one of them, but um, that stipulates that they're supposed to c- keep their employees on and continue to pay them. And I know for, there was a report today that the Marriott group, um, got the money, but didn't bring their employees back, which, which really sucks that,
2: that, mm.
0: that, could happen.
2: I didn't see that. I mean, I just, I, I am completely just kind of in the dark about all that. I mean, we don't even have access to our work email addresses and we haven't for, since it started, I don't, which I'm not really entirely sure why, which, um, you know, I mean, they shut everything down. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Wow. So if anybody's tried to reach me at my work email address at the West end, I, I don't have it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not ignoring you. What's the, what, yeah, what's that?
1: I'm not ignoring you.
2: <laughs> I'm not ignoring you. I mean, I use that for correspondence with not just work stuff, but everything that is industry related and I can't get in there anymore. So I, that wasn't awesome, you know, but whatever. I mean, you know, there's, there's, you know, I, I like where I work. I I I've got, especially the, you know, my company has been very good to me. And at the end of the day, it still is a corporate, you know, company. And so there's a lot of hoops you got to jump through to get anything accomplished from either RN going up or, you know, from the top, you know, down. Uh, so it's, it's just hard The communication. We're trying to stay on top of everything, you know, but we're, we we'll, we're finding out as they find out essentially. So.
0: Yeah. You know. yeah. So um, what, what keeps you up at night?
2: In regards to, um, the the current situation that we're in.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, you know, a couple things probably like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say it keeps me up at night, but something that's definitely been on my mind is how this is affecting, but also will affect the industry moving forward. Um, in that will the business even say, say we open tomorrow, right? Everybody opens tomorrow. People, as I said, and as you said, we're not going to go right out to those restaurants and bars. So how long will it take for the guest count and, you know, to, to get back to normal numbers for the bars and the restaurants to fill back up? How long will that take? How, how much is this impacting our industry financially? How many people are going to be out of jobs when this, when this comes back, how many bars, that we know and love or maybe don't even know about or shutting down and never you know never opening again so that that's a hard thing um that that's a difficult thing and but the main thing is the main thing that really frustrates me and and gets my blood boiling is like you know we touched on a little bit ago is just how this is being treated as um as fake news as they say or a hoax or not real i mean i i have and somebody who I didn't know, but somebody in my family, uh, uh, a distant cousin passed away from this. One of my uncle's, uh, friends died from this. So I dare anybody to tell me to my face that this isn't real. You know what I mean? I, I dare them to, yeah. um, just because, you know, I, you see people and it just, it, it makes them so selfish. And there's you see how so selfish and self-centered people are because this hasn't affected them personally. Just like so many other things that we could go down the list, but this hasn't affected them personally, so it's not real and they don't care. That's what really keeps me up at night. How uh, how messed up our society is whenever there's an actual crisis. Yeah. And how ill prepared we were for it. How ill ill prepared in 2020. How something like this can happen.
0: Right.
2: It's insane. Mm -hmm. It's not 1820. I mean, how did this happen? how, and, you know, I mean, I, you know, I have thoughts on that, but we won't talk about that uh, right now, but it's just, um, those are the things that really keep me up at night.
0: So are your future plans, are they still moving forward or is that on a pause or what's your plan um, for future? Uh,
2: you know, they're moving forward. Um, you know, actually, so, you know, your, your big plan is opening my own, uh, my own bar. And, you know, I'm very, very thankful that, I didn't have that just open before this happened. You know, i have seen a lot of people that are struggling that haven't had one open too long, and that's that's tough to see. So that's the goal, um, and that's that's the ultimate goal. I've act- actually, I've long wanted to write a, a cocktail book myself, and I've actually almost, I've, I'm finished with my first draft. I did. I finally took advantage of this downtime to do that.
1: Nice. Awesome.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've been wanting to do that for a long time, and uh, so that's. I have a couple small publishing companies that might be interested in that at the end of the day, I'll self publish it. Um, It's a uh, companion book. uh, If you will, I'm pairing, so I'm a big music fan. You guys know I'm a big music nerd, collect vinyl records, going to concerts, play guitar, all that kind of stuff. So I'm taking 20 of my favorite albums, creating an original cocktail based on that album, inspired by that album and writing a little bit about the band, my personal connection to them. How the cocktails related to them and yeah, it's, a, it's a fun project. I've been enjoying it. That's great. I love
0: that. Yeah. That's so cool. yeah.
2: I'm excited have, about
0: that. do you have a title yet? What's that? Do you have a title for the book yet? Say that again. Do you have a title for the book yet?
2: Um, the working title is uh put the record on and pour another drink. I like it. So i am been tweaking it a little bit, but I've gotten positive feedback about that. But I don't know. I'm talking to uh somebody I know about doing the artwork and yada, yada, yada. But I'm just trying to like, I've never written a book before. So I'm just trying to make sure it's something that I can be proud of. And you know, my wife is my personal editor because she used to do that for a living. So that's handy. That awesome. Is handy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it was good to see you. Um, we cannot wait to sit at your bar again. Um, but not until it's safe. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll see. Yeah.
0: Well, Well, thanks for uh, taking the time out this evening to talk to us. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Um, It's good to see you guys. Can't wait to see you in person again.
0: And tell us about um, when your house party, when does it air? How can people find it?
2: Oh yeah. Uh, So cocktail house party every Wednesday uh, at 7 PM on my Instagram, Instagram live. You can find me at 614 whiskey meat and you know probably be doing it through the rest of this quarantine um you know once we go back to work probably have to stop doing it then because like i said you know none of us are actually going to have the time to be off on a wednesday on a regular basis but i'm um, every wednesday 7 p.m on instagram live awesome and awesome. that's yeah yeah i got some, some more fun guests coming up for sure
0: Very Great. cool all right jesse thank you for joining us Cheers.
2: cheers Cheers to you.
1: Listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at CBus Craft Cocktail Tour. Visit our website at columbuscraftcocktailtour.com for cocktail tour dates, women and whiskey tastings, special events, merchandise. And if you're looking for a gift for that special person in your life, get them a gift card to our cocktail tour. Thank you to our producer, Greg Hansberry and to the biographer for our original music. And please remember to drink responsibly and be cocktail curious. Cheers.